I hear that very strongly in the spirit that God is saying, it's okay to shed the dead weight. Not only is it okay, but it's time. God has a brilliant future for you. And it does not matter what your past has said. It does not matter how many past mistakes. I don't care if you've murdered someone. I don't care if you have lived a life of, you know, promiscuity. I don't care what you've done. God says, I love you and I chose you before you were ever in your mother's womb. Hi all, this is Amanda of The Amanda Ferguson Show, season two. If you are a faithful listener, thank you so much for coming back. If this is your very first time listening to me, feel free to go back to season one to catch up on all of the goodness there. Here we talk about Jesus, life, family, business, and really everything in between. And if you love it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. To stay connected to me on social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Mrs. Amanda Ferguson. Now, let's get to it. All right, here we go for this show. Welcome back for another amazing episode. Because I'm so excited about this one, I just want to dive straight in and just get to it. All right, so let's dive in on who this polished woman is and who this profitable woman is. I understand that there are men who listen to my show as well, so of course I'm not talking about you, but for all of the ladies who are tuned in today, this is for you. In fact, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pause this for a second, call a girlfriend or send her this show and say, girl, you've got to listen to this one. It's going to be so good. Let me tell you one of my favorite scriptures, and that is Psalms 144 and 12, the B side of this scripture. And basically it says something like this. It says, our daughters liked like carved columns, shapely as those of the temple. But here's the translation that I really like. It says, our daughters will be like corner pillars carved like those in a palace. Let me say it again. Our daughters will be like corner pillars carved like those in a palace. Now, at hindsight, you may think this is just a scripture that's talking about the aesthetics of a woman. That, you know, the pretty version of hers is all about a woman being pretty. Oh, let me tell you, it is far from it. And I'm going to break down in this episode really what that means, because I believe that this is the design, the heavenly design that God has designed us to be from our womanhood, just our nature. Like This is who he designed us to be. So let's really dive into this scripture. When it talks about our daughters will be like corner pillars, of course, when it talks about pillars, really back in those times, they had these beautiful, immaculate, gorgeous, just you know, finely chiseled columns that they said that the people who would craft them would really have to take their time to make them fabulous. They would really have to take their time to make sure that the measurements were right. I mean, they didn't they didn't do a rush job. They really took their time. And as I was reading that scripture, it's like the Holy Spirit was breathing life into it to just remind me that God took his time when he made you you are not a rushed piece of work you are you are an amazing beautiful work of art 
God took his time when he made you. For some of you who have been struggling with low self-esteem, I want you to write that down and I want you to put it on a sticky note. And I want you to put it somewhere where you can see it everywhere you would go. That God took his time when he made you. You are a beautiful work of art. I don't care what you have told yourself. I don't care what the enemy has whispered to you. Some of you may feel like, well, I'm not pretty like this person. I'm not pretty like this person. I don't have the hair like this person. I don't have the shape like this person. Let me tell you something. You are just amazing just the way you are. I want you to know that like you are all that in a bag of chips. You are the bum.com. God didn't make anything by happenstance. Everything that he made, he put everything into it. So when I think about this scripture, I really have to first start there. Because a lot of us feeling that, you know, I went through this. Some of you already know that where I didn't think the best thoughts of myself before I got saved. I really coming from molestation and low self-esteem. There was a time I've mentioned before that I felt like I was so hideous that I used to try to get dressed in the dark. I would I just couldn't stand looking at myself and it made me feel worse when I would see these superstars or I would see a picture of someone or I would think like, wow, I don't have a shape like her. You know, I don't have this. I don't have that. And if we're not careful, we'll allow comparison to really steal us of the joy. People always say that comparison is a joy stealer. It's a thief stealer. But When you are content in knowing that you are already amazing the way that you are, it really gives a sense of peace. So let's start there. Some of you listening, you're like, well, Amanda Ferguson, you know, you're elegant, you're classy. I can never be that. I'm not that. I don't know how to dress. I don't know how to put two things together. I don't know what I'm doing. Can I tell you, girl, I was just that. (laughs) Like, I was just that. I was I was there where I felt like I couldn't measure up to what society expected of me. But here's the thing. God already chose you. God already made you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. And so you don't have to feel the pressure of trying to be something that you're not. But I think everything comes, it flows out of that place. Once Once you have a security and a peace to know that, okay, I am already amazing, then you flow out of a place of self-love instead of self-hatred. You know what I realized even as I'm like trying to get this six-pack, trying to get abs, that there was a time a few years ago where I was trying to lose weight, but it came from a place of self, like where I didn't like certain things instead of a place where I, out of the abundance of loving myself. That is a totally different thing because a lot of people go on crash diets because they're like, I hate myself. I hate the way I look. But how about we try a different perspective? How about you start loving yourself so much that you make different eating choices or you realize, okay, I can't feed myself Big Macs every single day. But that doesn't have to come out of a place of hatred of yourself. It can come out of a place of loving yourself. So when I'm able to style myself and take time and do my hair, I'm coming from a totally different place now than I was 10 years ago before I got saved. Now I'm coming from a place of love. You know, when I got saved, I came from a place of love and acceptance and knowing that I was already chosen by the King of Kings. And that gave me the courage to then begin to build off of that foundation. It's actually the way we raise our daughters as well. 
I've talked about this even on my Facebook lives where I don't feel like it's my responsibility to toughen my girls up. So society says you need to toughen your girls up. You need to make them super tough so the world won't chew them up and spit them out. I have a different perspective. My perspective is I want to let them have the most healthy, loving, and wholesome environment. And from that place, they'll naturally be strong enough to conquer the world because they'll be full of love and affirmation and adoration and respect. And from that place, then they can flow into everything else. So that's just kind of like a parenting thing that I wanted to throw out there. So I think one of the biggest things about being this polished woman and being this profitable woman is understanding point number one is that you are a pillar of beauty. When we talk about this scripture, I I feel like being a woman is so beautiful. I always say this. Being a woman is such a beautiful work of art. You are a beautiful work of art. And so you have to understand that, yes, you are a pillar of beauty. But it's not just surface level outward beauty, but it's also inner beauty. Let me tell you, just think about this. Have you ever been around a woman who was so full of love, so full of grace, so full of peace that you just wanted to be around her? You just wanted to hug her. You just wanted to know more about her. It's just something so beautiful about that. That's the beauty that I feel like just radiates from the inside out. Because we've also all seen those women who are beautiful, but they're so mean, they're so rude, they're so nasty. It's like they're not letting their inner light show. So I believe that for some people, focusing on outer beauty sounds vain. But I believe that we are a beautiful work of art, inward and outward. But that comes from first knowing that you're also forgiven. For some reason, I just had this thought that there's some woman right now listening to me who had an abortion and you feel ashamed of your abortion. You feel like God, you feel like you're not worthy. You feel like God is mad at you. You get tormenting dreams. You get you get tormented at night. I want you to know that if you repented of that, you're already forgiven. And if you haven't repented of it right now, the only thing that you have to do is say, Jesus, I I ask that you forgive me for having that abortion. I want to give my life to you. I'm sorry that I did that. And I want to be free from the shame. And guess what? Just like that, he erases it from you. He erases it from you as if it never happened before. I want you to know that you can be free to walk in complete freedom. And I know our mind can't understand we're like but I want to be punished for what I did our mind tells us that we're supposed to be punished when God is saying no I freed you I already paid the debt on the cross so that I could pay the debt for you I've already done that for you so what I realized about a lot of women that deal with a lot of shame is because it's really easy to kind of feel stuck in what we've done for me I had a hard time with outer beauty because I felt like women I felt like men were really predators I felt like I got molested because my hair was too long and I smiled too much and because I wore maybe my dresses made me too pretty and then when I went to college I I had other teachers who were males who would prey on me p-r-e-y who were just predators and I started before I knew it 
all of my clothes were really big pullovers. They were really big clothes. As a matter of fact, even when I met my husband, I was still wearing these huge pullovers because I didn't want to be attractive anymore. I didn't want anyone to look at my body and see it as a sex object. And so because of the shame of the abuse and low self-esteem, I had to really understand that I can shed all of this dead weight. I hear that very strongly in the spirit that God is saying, it's okay to shed the dead weight. Not only is it okay, but it's time. God has a brilliant future for you. And it does not matter what your past has said. It does not matter how many past mistakes. I don't care if you've murdered someone. I don't care if you have lived a life of, you know, promiscuity. I don't care what you've done. God says, I love you and I chose you before you were ever in your mother's womb. I felt that so strongly for someone right now to know that it's kind of like a beautiful ornament. You know, if you ever go to a house and you see a beautiful piece of art that hasn't been dusted off, you know, it's going to be really dusty. But when you take that cloth and you just wipe it down, you're like, wow, this thing is shiny. It's, it's amazing. It's, see, that's what Jesus does for us. He takes off all the gunk and all the grime and all of the, the words, the negative words that we've spoken over ourselves, and he dusts us off and he cleans us up, and we're able to shine for his glory. Some of you ladies listening to me, you've never had the affirmation from your mothers to tell you that you're beautiful, to tell you that you're loved, to tell you that you are even chosen. One of the things that I've never really mentioned is that when I was growing up, my mother used to tell me very often that she really didn't want me, that the moment that she found out that she was pregnant with me, that she cried for months. She didn't want to get pregnant again. She didn't want to have another baby because my dad was cheating so much and he was never at home. And so she didn't want me. She really didn't want me. She didn't have any intentions. I was like an accident child for her, a surprise child. And that really messed with my self-esteem for a while because I was like, wow, this wasn't a, a pregnancy of a woman who was planning for a pregnancy like I'm planning to get pregnant soon. She wasn't trying for me. She wasn't going to Target and Babies R Us looking for a crib for me. None of that. In fact, it was the complete opposite. She was depressed every day. She said every day for at least one year, she cried every single day because she really didn't want me. But the thing was that God always wanted me. God, and there are some of you who feel like that. You've heard your parents say, well, you, you're a, you're, you're a mistake. You, I didn't mean to have you. I didn't mean to get pregnant. You, you, you might've been a rape baby. You might've been a one night stand baby. You may have been, you know, just conceived when your mom was like, this is not what I wanted, but guess what? God always chose you. Your mom was just the womb that he chose you to come into, but you were always chosen. And when you understand that, you're able to hold your head up a little higher. Now, the beautiful part about the story with my mother was that by the time I became a teenager and, and got saved, actually, in my early 20s, she was like, you know what? I didn't want you, but you were the best thing that could have ever happened to me. She said, I have no idea what I would have done without you. And Knowing that in my early 20s, it all made sense. But even if she would have never told me that, I had the assurance that, you know what, there are 
lots of other people that could have been born in that womb. But God wanted me to be born in her womb because he knew that I would be a generational breaker. I would break things off of my bloodline that things that my children will never be exposed to that I was exposed to. Not only that will I break generational curses, but I'll also activate generational blessings that the wealth that is on my life, our children will see that, wow, my mom broke the back of poverty off of her life. She, she's amazing. So God had to choose me to come through her womb because he knew what he had in store for me. This podcast is sponsored by my signature workshop called The Art of Being a Lady. If you're ready to change your mindset, cultivate new ladylike habits, and even learn how to become that woman of poise that you've always dreamed to become, then this absolutely free workshop is just for you. Register now at amandasclub.com. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-S-C-L-U-B.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Now, this was not in my notes. I've gone on five different tangents. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's because he, God, led you to listen to this show. It's time for you to walk out of the shadows like I was. I wanted to be not seen. I wanted to have on these huge clothes so no one could see me. I wanted to be invisible, really. But I want you to understand that God didn't put you here for you to be invisible. No, it's time for you to go from invisible to invincible. It's time for you to raise your head up and not only just know who you are, but know whose you are. Like, y'all, I literally walk around like, I feel like I'm going back to, to Lion King now. I really feel like it's like Jesus is like, listen, do you know who you are, my daughter? Like, I've got you, I've chosen you, and I promise you, there's some of you listening now, you're, you're, you just went from crying to laughing, and there's something in you that's, that's like making your head, you know, stand up, making you, your shoulders roll back a little bit, and you're saying, you know what, yeah, I, I am somebody, huh? I'm not here just by accident. It, my, my parents might have thought I was an accident, but I'm not an accident. I've always been chosen. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. So it's two things that I want to tell you. I've already told you a lot. (laughs) But one is the scripture says that he really wants us to be a grace for pillars. And number one is a pillar of beauty. And when I'm I'm not just again, I'm not just talking about outer beauty, but I'm talking about inner beauty as well. Radiating that inner beauty, radiating that love and that peace and that joy. You know what my prayer has been lately? It's been, God, let my joy be contagious. Let my peace be contagious. Let me go in any atmosphere and change it so that your glory can be revealed. Let me go in a store and a woman who needs to feel your love, let me just give her a smile that radiates your love. Let me just give her a hug or a handshake. Let me just tell her that Jesus loves her. That's how you become a pillar of beauty. And from that place of filling up in his presence and filling up in prayer and filling up on his word, then the outside can be transformed. See, when I began, when I accepted Jesus into my life, I went from, you know, feeling, having feelings of low self-esteem to knowing who I was and whose I was. And then the out, the, the exterior began transforming. All of a sudden, wait a minute, I've a little style or like I can do my hair or yes, I could do a little makeup and 
all of a sudden felt fresh creativity and fresh ideas that I never felt before. And there's a whole new Amanda that was able to emerge. Can I tell you something? The you who you want to be is already in you. But it's first knowing, coming from that place of knowing and security that allows you to blossom into the most beautiful version of yourself. Just think about makeup. I believe that we're all beautiful with or without makeup. But for me, there's nothing like a little eyeshadow, a little lip gloss. And don't let me put on some lashes. Let me tell you, I'm blinking like, <laughs> like I feel like a full model all day. But again, that comes from a knowing of who I am and whose I am. The next pillar that I want to talk about, I'm talking about two pillars today. The next pillar that I want to talk about is a pillar of strength. When you think about these corner pillars and you really dive into the scripture, they were not just there for decoration. They were not just there. Just think about like poles. Uh, Poles are not just there for decoration. They are literally holding things together. The corner pillar, you all, was the most important pillar. It was the pillar that held everything together. Without that corner pillar that was, you know, immaculately crafted to be perfect, crafted to be the right fit, the entire structure would have fallen completely apart. God is not saying you're not just here to be a beautiful ornament. You're not just here to be just a pretty girl. You're here to be a pillar of strength. There are families that need your strength. There are structures that need your strength. There's the workplace who needs your strength. There are people who need to know that you can be powerful and poised at the same time. You can be anything that you want to be as it relates to God's original design. So just think about that. When I think about strength, again, let's talk about the inner strength. We're in a time now where it's easy to kind of have a clap back, right? Everybody's clapping back at everybody. Everybody's mad at everybody. Everybody's throwing shade at everybody. You look on Facebook and it's like, hold on, what are they talking about? Are they mad at each other? (laughs) You go on Instagram and everybody is tearing, ripping each other apart. But you know what I've learned? That it takes so much strength not to react out of your feelings. I believe one of the greatest things to build is that godly character. Where I literally, sometimes, you know, you all, people talk about me all the time. They mistreat me. They lie on me. You know, they, they come up with YouTube clips, blog articles, all types of things saying people who have never met me. There are people who make fake profiles. I have no idea why people make fake profiles just to troll me and some of my friends, uh, people who are high profile public figures. I have no idea why they would do that. I'm like, that's exhausting. <laughs> How many different, you know, fake profiles do you want to do you want to get? And it's easy to think like, oh no, they're not going to get me. I'm about to get them. I'm about to go off. It's easy. Y'all, it's easy to go off. It's easy to get offended. It's easy to want revenge. It's easy, but it takes a lot of strength to harness your words. It takes a lot of strength to have self-control. It takes a lot of strength to be gentle. Anybody can be rough. Anybody can fight back. Anybody can do that. But it takes strength to be meek. People for a long time, even myself, I didn't like the word meek because I'm like, look, 
I do not want people feeling like I'm a doormat and you could just step on me and mistreat me and do whatever you want. Like I'm not Jesus. I'm not. I haven't arrived yet. So don't mistreat me. Okay. But meekness is strength under control. When you're able to say, yes, they said it. Yes, he did this to me. Yes, they did that. And still pray for them and still love them, and still treat them with godly character, that's the beautiful part of it all. So I want you to meditate on this scripture. I want you to ask God to just allow his light to shine through you. I want you to understand that, you know, being this graceful pillar, this design that God has for our womanhood means so much. I believe that when a woman is, you know, truly embracing her womanhood and embracing God's original design for her. Families are strengthened. The community is strengthened. Cities are strengthened. You know, this is in society right now. The family dynamic is really just all over the place. It's all over the place. And of course, even as it relates to women, society tells women be tougher You know, be meaner, be ruder. Nobody's going to pay attention to that. Nobody's going to pay attention to to you trying to be the nice person. But the Bible says something different. The Bible tells us to have a fruit of the spirit. The Bible tells us to be meek. It tells us to be gentle. It tells us to be kind. It's a beautiful thing to be kind. I actually had a, about a week ago, I went to Kroger, y'all, because I really wanted to make some homemade mac and cheese. Speaking of, did y'all hear Chick-fil-A has mac and cheese? Somebody, please, anybody tell me if it's good. I didn't know if it's box mac and cheese, like craft mac and cheese, or if it's homemade, like somebody's grandma made mac and cheese. Because you know, it's, there's two different kinds. Anyways, here I go on my rabbit trails. So I was in Kroger, and this little old man, y'all, he was so sweet. His wife sent him to the store with a grocery list, and he was like, you know, I can't, he was looking for some type of cheese and it wasn't in the regular cheese department. It was like over there by the milk. And I can't even think of the kind of cheese now. It's like the kind of cheese that's right there by the cream cheese. I can't think of the exact kind right now, but he was just walking around the store and nobody would help him. And so he had a few things on his list, this special cheese and some chips. And y'all, I went with him and I walked him around the store and I was just so, you know, just helpful to him. Cause I'm like, look, if I'm like 70, 80 years old, somebody please help me find the cheese. But I was very busy. I was trying to get back home before a certain time. But it felt so good to be kind. I think as graceful pillars, as women by God's design, I want us to be kinder. I want us to be gentler. I want us to be more gracious. I want us to give more grace. You know, I think it's really easy to be offended with people that have hurt us, but it's not as easy to extend grace. You know what I've told myself? I've told myself in the 33 years that I've been living, I can guarantee that I've hurt someone. Maybe not by, you know, maybe by an accident, maybe not on purpose, but I've definitely hurt someone. And when you realize that it's probably a very good chance that you have inflicted pain on someone at some point in your life, then it really gives you the grace and the courage to say, yes, you hurt me, but I'll extend grace to you. Yes, this really bothered me, but I won't, you know, I won't fight you back. One of the beautiful things that we have really evolved to in our marriage is that 
any time now that we hurt each other's feelings, and in past times we would get tense with each other, because you know that's the easiest thing to do, right? Like when you get tense, it's really easy to like fight back or kind of tense up. But now we say, that really bothered me, or that really hurt my feelings, or this hurt. And let me tell you all, that is not easy. It takes a lot of strength to be in the heat of the moment, and because you can go two ways. You can either go mad and be like, Mm-mm, or you can say, that really hurt me. And when you go to the latter, woo, the, the softness and the gentleness and the kindness that you allow into your marriage or your relationship, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I'm so out of time that we haven't even gotten to the profitable type. But let me just put this in here really quick. When it comes to being a profitable woman, of course, we just talked about the polished woman. I believe that it all flows together. So when you spend time working on your inner self and you spend just as much time working on your outer self, oh, yes, you better believe you can command opportunities. You can demand higher pay raises. You can you can be attracted to your dream life. You can have all of those amazing things that you want when you really actively do the work. One thing that I've found is that it's really easy to pray about something, but it's not as easy to prepare for it. My question for you as I end this episode is, are you really preparing for what you pray for? Are you really preparing for that dream opportunity? Are you really preparing for this six-figure income that you want? Are you really preparing for a spouse or are you just praying? Are you just hiding yourself and, and saying, God, send them? What are you doing? I want to invite you to remind you that on September 10th, Feminine Woman Academy is opening for registration, which is my premier academy. It is the only place that I mentor students. And we have students from the U.S., from other countries, so many students from everywhere. People DM me every day. Well, how can you mentor me? How can I talk to you one-on-one? How can I do a live event with you? All of my academy students are invited to a retreat with me, which we'll be doing in the next few weeks for my former students where they sit down with me for two days. I do not do this, you all. Number one, I'm an ambivert. So after I'm done, I need to stay in the bed for 24 hours and not talk to anyone. But it's my opportunity after the academy is done where I really sit down for two days in Dallas live. And we have dinner, we have lunch, we have girl talk, branding sessions, marketing sessions. Let me tell you, I have my whiteboard and everything planned for this fall. And so the only way there, though, is to go through the Academy. The Academy is one of the most amazing things ever. And not just because I created it, but I really believe that. I want to see you mark your calendar. September 10th, registration opens at 8 a.m. I want to see you a part of Feminine Woman Academy. And remember, I want to know if you're joining us, go ahead and let me know in my DMs. And I cannot wait to talk to you soon. The last thing that I want to let you know is that God has some amazing things in store for you. I believe that part of being this polished and profitable woman is understanding that you then become a magnet for everything that you want. It's your time. 
you are indeed becoming a magnet for miracles. Let me say that again. You are indeed becoming a magnet for miracles. What type of miracles? Any miracle that you can imagine. God didn't put you here just to live a mundane life. He puts you here to live a magnificent life. Oh, it's time to dream big. I'm talking about bigger than big. It's time to dream bigger than your wildest dreams. That's right. You're not insignificant. As a matter of fact, you are more than extraordinary. You are a graceful pillar of beauty and strength. And I cannot wait to see you become all that God has called you to be. And hopefully... I'll be a part of that journey with you. Talk to you soon.